Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Oh, welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. Oh, what's, what's up? My dude. Dude, we are, I mean, first of all, how excited are you? Oh, I mean, we are moments the only thing between us and the Dune to the Dune Part Two premiere, yeah, is this this very show. It literally, yeah, this show, and like another cup of coffee probably. And I was gonna ask you if you were amped, but then I saw you already have your coffee. Yeah, I'm not. There's no old man David falling asleep during this movie. <laughs> Do you have control over that? We'll see. Like, no, I mean, I mean, I'm kind of being serious. Like, like. I feel like you're so excited for Dune, even old man David would say Yeah, no, I'd be yeah, fine. Yeah. I'd be fine. Did I ever tell you? I, I know that I did, but do you remember that the night we opened IMAX, I should say the night before we opened IMAX, we had some, uh, we did a fundraiser for one of the local retirement communities. We had all the old people in, and then we had like a party, and we had like a, it was like a big celebration. And then the party went, went, we had those IMAX documentaries, the 35 minute ones, you know, just like on a loop. And by the time the party died down and everything, it was like 10 or 11. And me and Amy had been in Chicago a couple nights before. And, you know, you're opening a new building. So the days had been long, mm -hmm. you know. And so a bunch of us were like, let's watch Inception. <sighs> and I was like, oh, that'd be great. So That's a perfect idea in IMAX. Our IMAX. What a dream. So, I mean, Inception is not what you would call a quiet movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I fell dead asleep in the IMAX in Inception. Wow. Yeah. It was it was awful. Wow. I stayed awake for some of it, but I, I was just too tired. Like, So my point is, that's an example where I just couldn't help it. Couldn't help it. Right. Now, if, if it had been... Oh, I had already... All of us had already seen Inception. Right. It was just our first time seeing it in IMAX. So, but I feel like if it was my thing, like Dune is to you, yeah, I would not have fallen asleep. I don't think it's it's less a matter of like. I don't think that I would fall asleep during this movie. Yeah. I just want to have a good attitude around it. <laughs> right. I want the energy to be. Yeah. Like, yeah. positive for me around it. There's going to be a lot of energy because our friends from decades, you're familiar with decades, yeah, 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 yeah. they're going to be in the lobby before and after. What? What are they doing? Arcade stuff. Yeah, he's giving away, he brought in some games, he's giving away some prizes, he's got a Dune poster <gasps> what? to give away. Yep. So, I mean, by the time anybody's hearing this, it's too late. It's too late. You suck. Yeah. So, we're not talking <laughs> about the premiere. We're talking about the fan event. The fan event. Right, right. I'm sorry. So, right. I should have. It's happening on Sunday. The premiere is next is Thursday. Thursday night, February 29th is the premiere. It's when the movie opens to yeah. in in everything, in IMAX and in the regular theater and everything. Um, we talked last week 
about how crazy the reviews are. And sure enough, the ticket sales are through the roof. What we're talking about tonight, which by the time you hear this has already happened, is the fan first event, which is an IMAX exclusive. Mm -hmm. So we have a 420 seat theater and we currently have 396 tickets sold. Gonna be what you'll call full house. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I, when I bought my ticket what, month, a month and a half ago, it was like already right packed. Yeah. If, if you if you think you're going to get online and like buy a good ticket, like a good seat, mm. like, oh, I'd like to be in the middle. Wrong. No, nah, Wrong. Nah, nah, that's not happening. Yeah. So, but it's interesting because we've talked about this on the show, but the, this is a great example of in the old days, we would have marked it as sold out. Because we don't want to cram, you know, we don't want to try to have people pissed off that they can't get a seat they like, et cetera, et cetera. But now with the reserve seating, right? Like, there's only crummy seats left. If you want to sit there, sit there. Make that choice yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And in IMAX, my you've you've seen a lot of movies in there. Yeah. The only bad seat, in my opinion, is I mean, some seats are better than others, mm -hmm. and there's some personal preference that's always you know in play, but the only true, like what I would call bad seats are the first, like when you walk in the auditorium and there's that crosswalk, anything above the crosswalk, which is 400 of the 420 seats mm -hmm. is a decent seat. And you go below. You go below. Because uh, these are not recliners. These nice are, stretch, yeah. yeah, that's a tough, I remember uh, in a lot of I've seen a lot of sold out shows where we have people in those front two rows and I'm like, oh my god. I've I've been to not this one, but I've been to other IMAXs and been stuck in the yeah front way back, you know, before assigned seating was a yeah, thing, right? And it was like you had to drive to King of Prussia to go to the the small IMAX. It's not really right. an IMAX, a LIMAX. Yeah, and you get there and you're like, we're an hour early, but no, everybody else was two hours early, right? Yeah. And then you're watching Superman Returns in the front row <laughs> with these two guys sitting behind you complaining the whole time and ruining it after you spent uh, half a day to get there. I'm just saying it was oh my a good God. experience. Oh, my God. That's awful. I almost got in a fight. Stop it. I did. I, I got a little angsty. <laughs> and I turned to my friends, and they were not as confident as I was. Are <laughs> 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 right, you ready to get in some news? Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to report, but there's there's some sort of... Why is it quiet? Why is it so quiet, David? You mean, you gotta let Dune roar. It's Dune is eating up most of the oxygen and the SAG Awards, which we're not really getting into. Right. And that's kind of eating up most of the news, you know, oxygen, so to yeah. speak. So we have some tidbits, but they're a little bit, um, they're kind of a stretch. If, yeah. there, if there was real news, maybe we wouldn't report this. But this first one I'm reporting on because I just, we love Greta Gerwig, right? Yeah. I mean, she's the ticket. And so everybody was pissed when she didn't get nominated for Best Director. Mm -hmm. And everybody was saying they got snubbed and, like, it's the end of the world and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, um, and she recently released an interview where she was kind of like, eh, not that big a deal. You know what I mean? She really wants Margot Robbie to win for some of the... Margot was not nominated for Best Actress, but she was nominated in some of her producing roles for producer, for production <laughs> of Barbie. And so Greta yeah. Gerwig was like, I really want Margot to win producer or, you know, whatever award. I forget what award, what award Margot's up for, 
But Greta was like, I don't really care that I didn't get nominated. It doesn't mean that much to me. I want, I want the movie already was successful. Right. The movie already was beyond what we dreamt it to be. You know, now what I'm really looking for is for Margot to get, get an award, get, you know, to win. And I'm also thrilled. This is Greta Gerwig speaking. I'm also thrilled that through all the other sort of side nominations, we didn't get nominated for best picture, best actress, you know, uh, best director, et cetera. But we had all these secondary awards. So we're all going to be there. You know what I mean? So just, you know, sort of being in the fray. And anyway, I just saw it. It's another great example of how classy and smart Greta Gerwig yeah. is. She is like the epitome of cool. Yes. Because look, she made, she took this ridiculous idea. Right. And she made this movie that everyone was like, this is going to be stupid. And she was like, all right, well, you think it's going to be stupid. Wouldn't it be funny if you saw my movie and then saw Oppenheimer in the same day? How about that? Because it wasn't her and Margot I, Robbie who, I started, so, who yeah. started the Barbie and Hammer. Yeah. They were like, yeah, just see them both in one day. Like, just get that whiplash. It's perfect. And then that became a thing. And then it was, you know, she just kind of like confident in what she did and just cool to ride the ride. And wouldn't it be funny if that movie went on to make a billion dollars? Yeah. Oh, okay. She's not like in your face. Right. Right. It's like, okay. Like, no, I'm 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 a huge fan and I'm excited for her and I just saw I saw this little snippet and I was like class all the way. Hmm. You know, another <laughs> speaking of class. Epitome of class. Yes. A Vin Diesel. Epitome. Yeah. Yeah. He's confirming he is hard at work on Fast Finale? Yeah. Is that what they're calling it? I Well, I don't know if that's what they're calling it, yeah. but that's what people are referring to it as. Because I don't understand. Because he's like, oh, it's going to be one movie. And then he's like, it's going to be two. And then the movie's coming out, and he's like, this is the first one in the trilogy. And now Maybe he doesn't know what trilogy means. And now he's back to like the next one's the last one. And then right. he's like, well, it's the end of the, the fast saga. Right. The universe can continue to go on. What do you think's going on here, Penn? Well, I feel like, didn't the last movie, quote unquote, underperform? Yes. I mean, it made 700 million or something like that, but people thought it was going to make a billion and, you know, there was all kinds of expectations and somehow the movie was financially successful, but not what everyone had hoped. Me, as someone who's very unapologetically a fan of the Fast and Furious movies, was disappointed. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll say this was a hearkening back to some of the, the less strong of the series. Yeah. So here's what I think. How do I say this? How uh, do you say how it? How does one say... With words <laughs> or numbers. <laughs> I just feel like... Uh, I don't want to use the word whore. Because <laughs> that feels disrespectful. To <laughs> Wait, was that wrong? <laughs> Why is David? I, I wait, just, David's I leaving. Like, just this thing. <laughs> I don't want to use the word 
core. <laughs> you should start open a lot more dialogues right. that way, right. and then never like refer back to why you were going to use that word. One of the first <laughs> lessons that I ever learned about the movie business. Yeah, because you remember when we had this idea to build a movie theater on Airport Road in Lenitz. Yeah, none of us had ever ran a movie theater, <laughs> and we didn't know anything about the movie business. Right. So I was on a quest. Well, I was I was on two parallel quests. <laughs> One was to find an investor. Yeah. Because I had already been on the front page of the newspaper saying that I was building a movie theater in Linux, right? <laughs> but I had no land, no money, no prospects, no, you know, <laughs> it was completely full of shit. Right. But it's like the fake it till you make it type of thing. So yeah. I had that journey that I was on. And then meanwhile, in the hopes of being able to actually do it when I found an investor, I was also on a parallel journey to learn about the business. Mm. And I met this incredible guy whose name I don't want to read into the record because I just, he's got legitimate. you don't want to say whore. Well, he's got legitimate <laughs> shit going on. Yeah. He's a grown up <gasps> with real shit. Whoa. You know what I mean? Businesses, money, et cetera. Mm. And he was a, he was a um, minority, a silent minority partner in a movie theater. So he had access to like how the books work, how the business mm. works, the business end. And he was incredibly generous with his time and, you know, his experience and his wisdom and everything. He was just the best guy I could have ever hoped to bump into in my travels. And one of the first lessons that he ever taught me, well, first he told me all bankers are fuckwads. Mm. <laughs> but then he went on to tell me regarding the movie business, he went on to say, they're all whores, the studio, <laughs> the studios, you know, they're, they're all whores. Hmm. So like whatever is going to make money. So now fast forward 17 and a half years later, and I'm sitting up in here in my podcast recording studio. And David says to me, is there going to be, is this going to be the last one or not? And all I can think about is my guy. And I'm trying to reframe what he said to me hmm. without using the word. Right. <laughs> So instead, you just said, <laughs> you just said, uh, <laughs> whore. <laughs> I don't know. That feels like it feels, it feels wrong. But my point is, this is exactly my point, is that if, if they make the fast finale and they get a, like, they hype it up as, here's what I think they're going to do. They're going to hype it up as the final, this is the end. There's not going to be a sequel. It's not going to be a trilogy. They had all kinds of problems over the last year and over the release of the last one. And they're going to hype it up. This is it. This is the very last one. It's going to be like Harry Potter 7B. Mm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. going to be like all the juice that you can get from being the last one. Right. And then if it does a billion dollars... Then the universe can live on. They're like, what if ludicrous? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If it's actually successful, then they will find a way. Well, that's just and, and here's here's if there's history. money involved, David, they will find a way. Here's history of how they did that. They did Fast and the Furious Three, Tokyo Drift. Yeah. They introduced a character named Han. Solo? Yeah. Okay. And Han, everyone turned out to really like Han. Well, and they kill him in the movie. And at the end, Vin Diesel shows up and he's like, I used to ride with Han. So then Fast and Furious 4 comes around and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Han was really cool. Yeah. So what if that movie takes place sometime in the future and we just 
we just haven't gotten there yet. Right. <laughs> Even though it's 2003 flip phones right. and stuff. So now, at, and then at the end of pretty much every movie, when everyone's like riding off into the sunset, yeah. every time Han's like, I'm thinking, of, you know, I've always wanted to go live in Tokyo. Mm. Maybe I'll go do that. And then the next movie, yeah. something's happened. He hasn't made it to yeah. Tokyo. Right. And he hasn't made it to Tokyo, hasn't made it right. to Tokyo. And then finally he does. And then they, they're like, Han's dead. Yeah. Until four movies later when they're like. When they need him again. What if Han faked his death? Right. Because they will compromise their integrity to make money. Right. Okay. I don't want to say horror. Right. But I don't want to say horror. So the, the scenarios are the big finale makes a billion plus and the world revels in the masterful performance of Fast and Furious, in which case it lives on. Right. Or if it flops, that's the end of the franchise for X amount of years. And then some, like, I want to say three years, five years, six, seven, eight years from now, some studio executive in some office who's, like, under the gun to come up with, like, some money is like, oh, you know what? What if we brought back Fast and Furious? Everybody forgot that it underperformed in the finale, you know, Fast 11, and let's bring it back and reboot it or re yeah. you know what i mean like they will they will ne this this franchise has been so successful they will never stop going back to it right are we past the point of satisfying conclusions stories Story? stories story is is at this and i mean this in the in the most offensive way possible Storylines in this franchise are now irrelevant. No, 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 no. I mean, in general, in movies. Oh, have we gone gotten to a point where there's no such thing as a satisfying ending anymore? No. Like because nothing is ever really done. Some of them are. Rocky. We got Creed. Okay, but Rocky, Rocky Balboa is done. But the universe lives on with Creed. Okay. Yes, yeah, I, I see. I see what you're saying. Yes, like, I see what you're saying. No, like it used to be. Yes, yes, movies yes. ended, and then what right. happened is you had 15, 20 years, film as yeah. a genre and, and entertainment has continued to grow. Yeah. Fifteen, twenty years go by. Right. What if we redid this movie or brought back the stars? Right. We've we're now. I don't know. I want to say ten years into that renaissance. Right. You know. And now instead of waiting the 15, 20 years, you get one to three years. Yes. And they read. I think you're I think you're spot on. Yeah. I think you're spot on on that. And I think the exception to to that rule is the standalone movies like Oppenheimer, Driveway Dolls, like you know, you get these standalone like the holdovers, mm. you know, some very popular movies that have no possibility. Of a future of a franchise, you know, what I mean, they're they're not cut for that way. It's funny that you say that, because the next bit of news is on a movie that I would have sworn had no business being more than one film. <laughs> yes, I couldn't agree more. Right? Yes, and that's Gladiator. Yes. Apparently, Ridley Scott's Gladiator Two is reportedly a financial runaway, with production costing three hundred and ten million dollars already. Between strikes, accidents on set, and etc., the story place takes place several years after Maximus's death in the original one. Before he died, Maximus rescued Lucius and his mother from the clutches of a young, the young man's uncle, Commodus, played by uh, 
Joaquin Phoenix. The event left an impression on Lucius, who aspires to be a form- as formidable as Maximus as he braves a harsh world. So your your position was Gladiator should have been a standalone. It was amazing as a standalone yes, thing. I, agree. I don't need anything. Right. You know, this is what I'm going to say. We know that I love Dune. Oh, and, and really? We, it's, a, it's a new thing. Huh. And some people might know I used to The run. movie or the book? I like right now both. Okay. But, you know, I really come from the books. Right. Uh, some people might know, I, I, you can still go listening to, listen to it. I, I, I had a podcast called the Dune Saga Podcast where we read the books in the controversial uh, chronological order. Anyway, we won't get into that. But <laughs> the, the, the thing is that they finished the saga of Dune. It, it was 20-some books they finished. And, of course, they, they want to make more money. Now, this is a vast universe where they could come up with stories. Right. Because sometimes thousands of years pass between right. books. But instead of doing that right now, and I'm not going to say the books are, are necessarily bad, but what they're doing is they're saying, okay, well, we have six years between events for Paul. Mm-hmm. What if this big adventure happened? In, in you know, we're going to put three books in there. Each one is going to be three separate crazy adventures and one big overarching adventure with Paul. And it's like when he was like six. Yeah. And it's like, all right. But you also have a trilogy before that where he had a big adventure when he was right. five. And it's like the more adventures that you give a character the less heroic you make them become because it's no longer mm. them rising right, right, right. to to something That's special. That's a really interesting point. They just always are. They're not, they're just always this elevated character. Like you. I would say it, you could look at my life right, yeah. and, and come to the same conclusion. Right. Yeah. So by, by doing this with like Maximus's story, it's like, oh, well, he, you know, he was something special, but his son's also just as special. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just, it, it, let me let me ask you this, and I'm I'm really asking myself this. Okay, so we're all in agreement, and I I think it's safe to say probably everybody listening to the show is also in agreement that yeah. Gladiator should have just been Gladiator. Period. End of story. Knowing that there's another one coming. We leave ourselves open to the possibility it could be really good. Like, like, are we willing? And I think I am willing to get past that. Like, I am willing to say, like, okay, you know, it's kind of like it's similar to Creed or Rocky Balboa. Like, you know, maybe there shouldn't have been, but are we open to the concept that Gladiator Two, it, maybe it's great? Yeah, and because of that, I will go see it. But I will also challenge you: <laughs> when was the last good Ridley Scott movie? I don't, I'm, I don't know. That's the thing. He's not. He's peaked, and he's not what he was. Yeah. So, anyway, let's move on. Although, what did he peak with? Gladiator. People, people like Master and Commander. I'm not a big eh, fan. But, me neither. But like, we didn't like Napoleon. Well, I did. Unified front. <laughs> right, 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 right. We talked about this in the staff meeting. What I was going to say was maybe he peaked with Gladiator 
So therefore, returning to do Gladiator 2, maybe that's a natural fit back, for him. Yeah. You know, maybe that's where he shines, and he shouldn't have tried to do that trash picture of Napoleon that we both hated. Right. right. We've talked about <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, hit me with some news. America Ferrara, who is just garnering... She got a lot of buzz at her great role in Barbie opposite Margot Robbie. Maybe opposite is not quite the right word, but alongside. alongside Margot Robbie. She is set to star with Matthew McConaughey in Paul Greengrass's wildfire drama, The Lost Bus. This is being produced by Jamie Lee Curtis. It's based on a book. Um, the premise of the movie is a school bus driven, I presume, by America Ferrara, who has to navigate their way out of wildfires, and it's based on true stories. Oh, wow. Obviously, it's not any kind of documentary, and I'm sure it will have all the Hollywood trappings of, you know, whatever they do. But I think with Jamie Lee Curtis and Paul Greengrass and Matthew McConaughey and America Ferrara, like, this just feels to me like this is a sleeper. Like, it feels to me like... We've talked about this before where, you know, when we look at a calendar and we talk about releases that are coming up on a, in the year ahead, so to speak, and we look at all the ones that we're familiar with, the franchises that we know, and we're like, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be terrible. This is going to be awful. This is going to be wonderful. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of little movies in the middle that we never heard of that we have no idea what to expect. I think this is one of those movies, and I think it's. I predict it's going to be great. I just get the sense everybody who's in, involved with it makes smart decisions you know and i i just feel like this is going to be it's going to one day we're going to watch a trailer and we're going to be like oh my god remember we talked about this movie mm -hmm. and then it's going to be amazing yeah you think you might be onto something yeah all right last bit of news here the holdovers director alexander payne and star paul giamatti and screenwriter david hemmingson are making a western together. Yeehaw! I am fully on board because I enjoyed The Holdovers a lot. I thought it was a great movie. Fantastic. I love Paul Giamatti. Give me a western and give it to me now. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Well, that is, as they like to say on the streets, all the news fit to print. Whoa! Oh, air guitar for you, David. It's like, what's going yeah. on here? Yeah. That was a little self contained. Not my usual flair. But no, but it was, it, was, it, was fresh. it was like a show. It was fresh. Yeah, it was like, I'm used to one thing, and now we're at the live event. <laughs> right. And we got this other right, thing. Right, right, yeah. right. It was still awesome, yeah. but it wasn't the same. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. It was special. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. David, David, David. Mm. David, David. Mm. Where do you come up with these trash that you call trailers? How deep into the dumpster did you dive? Not very. Oh, my God. I was cursing your name every single time. I was like, oh, my God. I want my two minutes back. Some of these are considered to be... I have a trailer of the week. I do, too. And some of these are good trailers, but <sighs> some of them are not. We'll just say that. We'll just say some of them... Or not. You're going to hate my trailer of the week. Oh my so God. Bad. Oh my God. You are don't even tell me. I don't want to know. I'm not emotionally. You're going to be like, what? What? That one? That's your trailer of the week? Oh my God. You, you're wrong. It's not. It's could not be. your trailer of the week. It could be. 
Hang on. I have to decide. I, I, I guess I'm... Okay, I'm going to commit to which... I... I, I'm, I, <laughs> I, I, I think... All right, David. <laughs> yes! I think there's an outside chance. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cover up my notes. Okay. I think there's an outside chance that we might have picked the same one. Really? I'm going to I'm going to write down my my trailer of the week, but I'm going to also write down my close second. Okay. And I'm going to say I think there's a chance that my close second is your trailer of the week. Okay. All right. All right. So first up we have the biggest trailer of the week. Yeah, Borderlands. Borderlands. Uh Kevin Hart uh Jamie Lee Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> Kate Blanchett. Kind of a surprise. I mean, we knew they were making this movie. I had no idea they were so close to showing anything from it. This looks like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. And, and I mean that in a good way. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. this looks like a lot of fun. Uh, Jack Black voices. They have, like, a little robot guy that yeah. goes along with them. He's the voice of the robot. Um, it's from Lionsgate. They make great movies. Like, I just feel like this has this. I, I'm excited. I'm psyched to see this movie. I don't know enough about the video game to have any opinion on whether or not this follows it close enough. I. So, I didn't. I didn't even know there was a video game. Yeah, there's there's like four of them. David Moulton, this is my trailer of the week. Really? Borderlands. Wow. And I'll tell you why because it was it's the only one that's like well produced. Right. That's step number one. <laughs> I think Jamie Lee Curtis is going to prove to be awesome in this, similar to her role in um, Everything Everywhere Everyone All at Once. Mm-hmm. I know I butchered that title, but. Yeah. I've said it correctly enough yeah. that I can have one butcher. I, I Just one. Are you sick of the people that, like, remember when it was in the news all the time and, like, all these people acted like they couldn't pronounce it, like they couldn't say it? And yeah. I'm like, come on, man. It's I, not that tricky. I was hanging out with my buddy on Friday night, and he's like, open up Netflix, and the first thing on it was advertising everything everywhere all at once, and he's just looking at it, and I'm like, what's up? He's like, what is this? And I was like, Oh my God. Click play and And shut up. And he's like, I never heard of it. Oh my God. I got a real problem with people. Period. (laughs) I just, I literally just opened my Zippo and threw it on the floor. Yeah. Right. Right. That's the only, he left you no choice. Burn this house down. Right. Right. Uh, Yeah. There's little else you could possibly do in that situation. Yeah. So, Borderlands. Next up, we have... So my trailer week is Borderlands. Looks like a ton of fun. It's uh, very Guardians of the Galaxy-esque. Uh, although it looks... You know, I would send... I would say it looks fresh. You know what I mean? Like, it looks fresher. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a little edgier because it doesn't have the Marvel uh, thing. I, th- I think it's going to do well. Yeah. I'd be surprised if it didn't. Next up is Civil War from A24. Um, this was an example. This trailer was fine. looked good. Uh, Civil War opens on April 12th. I, I really don't really want to watch it or play it. Right. Um, but this is an example, in my opinion, of the first trailer was more compelling than the second trailer. Agreed. The second trailer looks so vague. It has a, Well, the difference is audience that they're trying to draw in. I felt like the first one was trying to draw in conspiracy theorists or intellectuals Politics. or whatever. Politics. 
this is trying to draw in. Do you like guns? Right. Action. Do you like explosions? Right. Right. Yeah. Do you like when stuff blows up? Yeah. What if that in America? Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't really, whatever. Next up, we have a movie that we originally reviewed a trailer for a long time ago when it premiered at TIFF. And it was... The Toronto International Film Festival? Yeah. Okay. And it was a big, like, kind of hit over there. Mm-hmm. Now, some time has passed. This movie disappeared from our radar. I thought it had already come out. Turns out they found us. Lionsgate turned up and said, okay, we'll distribute this for you. But you got to make some changes. And apparently some of the big changes are... Um, it's narrated, like the character is, is mute and deaf, and his whole world is narrated by the last voice that he heard from an arcade machine. So instead of being the actual actor's voice, the whichever Skarsgård this is, I can't remember which one. Peter. It was that, was that, it's no longer Peter's voice. It's now um, the guy from Archer and Bob's Burgers. Oh. I forget that his what his name yeah, is. Yeah. He's like a famous voice actor. Yeah, yeah. You recognize his voice. So he is now doing the inner monologue, which I kind of feel might work a little bit better. I read a little bit of a review, and they said that it, it might not work later in the film when things get more serious. But I don't know. So I, I will say, um, first of all, I cut and pasted a, a little snippet about what the plot is. The plot yeah. is this so-and-so kid, and he's trained – by a mysterious shaman, shaman, to repress his childish imagination and become an instrument of death, mm. much like you. Once again, spot on. Yeah, yeah. Um, Boy kills world does not look like my thing, but this trailer was at least I would call it like good. It's it looks like they they they're like oh, John Wick, but then they just kept turning the dial. Right. Up, you know how hot? How hot can we make the pot before it breaks? Actually, you know what I would say? I would say this looks like John Wick meets Borderlands. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Next movie we have up is also one that we got several trailers for previously, and then it disappeared. Starring Zendaya. Yeah, and that is Challengers. This is the movie where she's a young uh, tennis star. And there's these two other tennis stars that she has a like a love triangle with, but then fast forward, she she winds up with one of them. Fast forward twenty years later, and there's not as much marital bliss as you thought there would be. And so she <laughs> get she gets decides to leave for the other. Not one. as much. Some. Some. There's some marital bliss. It's not what you think. But not as much not as, as you thought there would be. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird how it works. <laughs> I feel like marital bliss is kind of like, you know, in school when, you know, somebody was a little bit pregnant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Only a little bit. Yeah, just, it's cool. It's cool. Some marital bliss. Right. Mom, listen. <laughs> I got a situation. I'm a little bit pregnant. I'm a little bit. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what's your point on this? Challengers. I, th- I don't know. I thought it looked good. It, it looked decent. It, it remains st- a decent look. It film. starts in Daya. Yeah. Which it was obviously made like a couple years ago, right? Um, so before Dune, or maybe during Dune One, or in that era, you yeah. know. But um, and what's the other movie that she's in Spider-Man. right now? Spider Man. There's another one, but anyway, she. Oh no, there's not. I just keep thinking of Dune Two. She's in Euphoria. Is the yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in. 
Um, so this movie looks like fine. Yeah. You know, and I feel like this is the kind of movie for people who come to Lidditz, like it's going to probably get booked and probably play in theater one, mm-hmm. you know, and it'll do fine. At the same time, it was one of those movies that we we reviewed the trailers probably a year ago. Yeah. It disappeared and we completely forgot about. I'm nervous now. We're getting down. Mm. Okay. Next, we have a movie called Dogman, directed by Luke Busan, who I believe we talked about last week. Yeah, directed The Professional. Yeah. And they, they're saying this is him at his most craziest. Oh. And off the wall and crazy. What is it about? I was unable to follow. You were unable to follow. Usually it's me that can't follow. Well, it looks like a guy who dresses up like a woman who somehow uses dogs to help kill people. Right. No, you got it. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know what the plot is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you need more? Well, I don't know. I, I maybe. Yeah. 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 So next we have a movie that was written in the list of uh, stuff as Asphalt, but the trailer title says Asphalt City. This is a weird thing because we're going to talk about two movies starring a certain a certain actor today. Sean Penn. Yeah. Where you, if I see him in a certain type of role, I'm instantly turned off. Gotcha. And I don't care. Yeah. However, in the other aspect, I see his name and I'm completely You're on in. board. Yeah. Right? This one is Sean Penn as you can get him as a cop. Yep. As a paramedic, as whatever. Taxi driver. Let's well, no, in this movie. Let's talk. Oh, oh, in yeah. this movie. Gotcha. Yeah. You cop, taxi, like whatever. Paramedic. Param- whatever New York right. public servant right. role you want to put him in, I'm not interested. Gotcha. And I was instantly turned off by this, which is arguably one of the longest trailers we watched today. <laughs> I love when you, sit, when you apply the word arguably yeah. to something that's just completely measurable (laughs) like you don't have to argue about it if you knew the numbers it was two minutes and 28 seconds if you knew remind me which is about two minutes and 26 seconds too much too much yeah yeah Yeah. so the movie is Asphalt Shitty and I think that (laughs) Asphalt Shitty oh Asphalt City (laughs) starring (laughs) Sean Penn and Ty Sheridan yeah they're paramedics they do paramedic things and there's drama yep that's and good. there's lots of sirens and shutting of the back of ambulance doors. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, what? <sighs> yeah. All right. Next up is my trailer of the week. Oh, what do you know? Really? I called it called and I it. wrote it to prove that I'm not making it up. This was almost my trailer of the week. Yeah. Because even though I don't think it should be qualified as an actual grown up movie, it looks amazing. Yeah. And I immediately fell in love with the main character right? and they tease it throughout the teaser uh, I'm sorry throughout the trailer and at the end of the trailer the main character who am I correct is he sort of narrating his way through the trailer yeah because at the end he's like you know and and what happens to this guy what happens to me you just have to tune in and find out yeah you know yeah and I was like all right, I can't wait I'm I'm 100% going to tune in yeah he's just this guy who's just kind of like Middle of the road, but also extremely, like, nonchalant about everything. So the name of the movie is Lousy Carter. Yeah. Which is also the name of the main character. Carter, yeah. Which, first of all, I just love. Mm-hmm. Like, the guy's name is Lousy Carter. In the movie? He, that's how he introduces himself. Okay, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he says, my name's Lousy Carter, and I got this, that, and the other thing. and Yeah, 
And he's, well, he introduces that to, uh, to us. Right. Yeah, I don't know if he introduces it to actual people. Gotcha. He yeah. is immediately likable. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, if you knew this guy, he would You might not, not like him. Like him. <laughs> right. Because it's just, he's a guy who, who does, nobody really likes him or credits him, but somehow he does all the things you imagine you wish you could do. He's, he's. Not necessarily right things. And he says the things that you sometimes want right. to say. Like he's hitting on the co-ed, <laughs> trying, trying to date the co-ed, while simultaneously... Although he's an adult. Yeah. Yeah. While simultaneously sleeping with his his best friend's gorgeous wife. Right. With no conscience. And she's like, the wife is like, I feel guilty about this. And he's like, why? I yeah, don't. I don't. Yeah. And the, I love the, the, the psychiatrist is like, that's going to blow up. And he's like, why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> what could possibly yeah, go wrong? Why would that be yeah. wrong? Yeah. He, this is the guy, correct me if I'm wrong, he plays Robert Oppenheimer's uh, friend oh, in Oppenheimer. Yeah. I think the name might be Rob or Robbie. Yeah, I think you're um, right. Not the, not the brother and not the guy that was trading secrets, but little uh, the, the guy who meets him on the train in Germany. Right. And... Um, <laughs> Oppenheimer says, "You ever get the sense they don't like our kind?" And then the guy goes, "New Yorkers." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are these two Jewish guys sitting on a train in Germany, and right. Oppenheimer says, "You ever get the sense they don't like our kind here?" And the guy goes, "New Yorkers." <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, he was great in Oppenheimer, and I will absolutely. Yeah, this just looked like a like one of it's a very it looked very indie. Well, the one thing that we don't like about this trailer is at the very end, the very last slide says in theaters and on digital March 29th, right. which by the way, the way March is shaping up, you don't ever there's zero chance that this movie sees the inside of a movie theater. Yeah. yeah. So we're anyway, but who cares? Because I think it looks great. It looks like a kind of movie you can watch at home oh, on yeah. your television set. I, I turned over a new leaf three weeks ago. Right. So I'm not going to say what I used to say, but I'm just going to say it's the kind of movie that you looks could, like you it. You watch it at home and enjoy it. And you're not going to lose that much of it. Right. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Next, we have a movie called Rose's War, starring Imogen Poots. This movie looked like it wanted to be a lot more than it is. It's about a woman who puts together some people to get back at the rich by stealing their art, which turns into a bigger political thing, and then they're threatened to blow the art up. But then there's like a lot of violence and blood, and like it's it's it starts out like it's going to be sort of a, 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 um, a not mysterious, a, a sort of a you know like a spy movie sort of <clears throat> intrigue right like there's going to be intrigue and politics and talking and then all of a sudden everybody's shooting each other right i think i think the idea is that they meant to steal this art as like uh a symbol and it, it just politically turns into this bigger and bigger thing yeah. i don't know this movie looked fine our final our final trailer of the week my number two really yeah. Okay. Because, it, but when before Sean Penn was was right, right. was my turn against Sean Penn in this as a, a grizzled old man, uh, not old man, but grizzled man <laughs> giving advice. Grizzled old man, in other words, Penn's age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
somewhere between me and ten. <laughs> As a gri- grizzled uh, gr- adult male, I'm gonna go down to Memphis, Tennessee, in a few weeks, mm. and I'm gonna have breakfast. Yeah, with one of my best friends from high school. Yeah, we're such good friends that I haven't seen, I have not laid eyes on him since 1989. Oh my gosh! And I'm nervous that we're not gonna both look like we're 18 years old. That's impossible. It's impossible, right? Every time I walk in here, it's like, it's Penn here? Yeah, who's that kid? Is that one of the kids from downstairs? Right, right. Well, sometimes, like, when I visit the girls at college, I would put my hat on backwards. Oh, uh, they can't tell. Yeah, because then I look just like every all the college kids. Yeah, they're you like, well, what class yeah. are you going to? Right, right. And I carry, like, a little backpack, you know. What's up, fellow, <laughs> right. fellow kids? <laughs> right. Hey, how annoying is mom? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, fellow kids? What's up, fellow kids? <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. So this movie it's got it's got Dakota Johnson as a blonde. Blonde blonde. Yeah. Like platinum blonde. She's got some rough stuff going on in her life. She gets in the back of the cab. All we know is she gets the back of the cab and her and the cab driver during a long cab drive start talking about their life and therapy together. Is it possible? That this entire movie takes place in the cab? Yeah. This movie is from Sony Pictures Classics, which, as we have established, does not make bad movies. It can do some pretty good stuff. Now, not that their movies are always what you would call financially successful. No. But they're always good. Yeah. Right? So we will, if, if given the chance, we will definitely book this movie. It'll play in Theater One, and it'll be a matinee special, but I will... 100% yeah. line up to see this movie. I would watch it. Yeah. Sure. And and I think if it does entirely take place in the cab, that could be kind of a cool. Although boy, that's a lot of pressure. On good on good writing. But it, I mean it could work. I agree with you. I mean, uh, collateral I, was almost the same thing. <laughs> right? Remember? <laughs> That's such a bad example. Why? <laughs> Taxi. It's such a bad example because the whole point of collateral is the 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 taxi driver gets taken by dun- by gunpoint and has to go from place to place. Each place is more violent and wild than the one before. It's the opposite kind of a movie. Well, each stop it, it has is nothing- more emotional. And- oh. <laughs> Yes, David, this is probably going to be exactly like Collateral. See, I rest my case. Or a classic that you might not even remember from the 80s starring Mr. T called DC Cab. Whoa. Whoa. I don't even know that. Oh, my God. It was great. Mr. T. Mr. T. Well, does he pity the fool? I pity the fool. Wow. Wow. All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think we ever named the movie. Oh, didn't we? Oh, no, we were right. It's called yeah. Daddy-O. Yeah, the movie from Sony Pictures Classics starring a blonde Dakota Johnson and Sean Penn as a grizzlied, somewhat aged taxi driver, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> vaguely aged taxi driver. That movie that we've just been discussing for the last six minutes mm. is called Daddy-O, mm-hmm. which is another interesting detail that I was wondering about during the trailer. I never, it never sort of clarified. Like, Why? Why is it called that? Does she have daddy issues? Is that the issue? Mm-hmm. Is that the cab driver's nickname? Yeah. We'll I, I want to see this movie so I can answer those questions. All right. Moving on to our movie review this week. Reviews. Uh. Reviews. Uh. Wow. 
Look at you seeing more than one movie. So, let's start with the one that we both saw. Please. And that was called Driveway Dolls. Is Driveway still a thing? I've never heard of it. I mean, I, I've heard of it, but I, I just... The premise of a driveway is you go to something similar to a pawn shop or a car dealer or you go to a, a rental service or a rental service, and they're like, "We need this car in Florida. We we will, it, you know, you can drive it right and get yourself to Florida right for free right, but you have to deliver this car." Let's not get bogged down on driveway. That oh. that element of it. <laughs> so what do you think of Driveway Dolls? Well, what did you think of it? No, I'm not going to play around. I did see this movie. Uh, I thought the movie was was funny, not as funny as I thought it was going to be. Um, it was short and sweet. Yes. However, it made it made itself feel a lot longer with the weird psychedelic, what I'm going to call it bullshit, <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, I'm like, what? You, I, I saw what Diane and I did. At one point, we turned to each other. We're like, what is going on? Yeah. This is way longer than a transition. Right. I think I would have loved the psychedelics if they were, like, almost like you said, transition, like, short and sweet. Yeah. A couple just, seconds or six seconds or whatever. Some of them went on. Yeah. Well, it was all building up to be like, oh, well, in the first off, the movie's based in the 90s for no reason. Well, I guess... To eliminate cell phones, because it's one of the stories that right. doesn't work if right. cell phones exist. Right. So it was to eliminate cell phones based in the '90s, and then it was it was like, well, in the '70s, this other thing happened, and they eventually like lead up to what it was uh, with the last psychedelic thing. But all of it leading up to it, you have no clue. But the sen the thing that you're alluding to, which I think we can spoil, because yeah. if if the listeners haven't seen this movie, they're probably they're not, not gonna. they're not gonna. The thing that you're alluding to is that the senator, this very conservative family values senator. Mm -hmm. Married to a lesbian. Married to a lesbian. I didn't pick up on that. But. They, they, so he's married. Well, I'm pretty sure it's the same one. They're driving and they look up and they see the senator. Yeah. And he he's married to the uh, Indian girl's ex girlfriend. Okay. I didn't pick up on that detail. Because, yeah, then they get the pop tire. But the scandal was this family value conservative senator took a bunch of hallucinogenics back in the day and had yeah. this wild fling with some woman. Right. And this woman cast, like took cast of the penis. Right. But penis the size, but the point of the story was that's why the psychedelics play into this film. Right. It's but, because it happened in the seventies. Right. But it didn't have to. No. Right. It, 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 no point. it could have been a much smaller stylistic Especially detail. Especially how often we see the psychedelics. Right. It's not like, oh, hey, flashback, it, here's the psychedelics that leads into this thing. It, but instead it's like no. every 20 minutes, a three-minute yeah. psychedelic show for no reason. The psychedelic shows could have been a lot shorter and been stylistic points. But I will say, I mean, to you, you mentioned it earlier, the movie is super short. Yeah. Which I loved. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, so I feel like I liked this movie maybe more than you did. I loved this movie. I, don't know, I, I quite yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I loved how short it was. I, it, it, it told a story. 
what's funny is I told you this story before we got on, but I'm going to repeat it because I think it's funny. Is um, while we were watching this movie, I was watching it with three friends of mine, and a couple of us made the comment, "Boy, this reminds me of the Big Lebowski." Mm. And we were like, "Yeah, it does. It's quirky. It's you. You love the characters. The characters are off their rockers. The weird little psychedelics, or you know, something that they did in Big Lebowski, and all this kind of stuff." And then in a separate conversation, we said, "Oh, it's not the Cohen brothers. It's Ethan Cohen." And a friend of mine said, "What movies has Ethan Cohen made?" And I was like, "Uh, like Fargo, um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou?" All the Cohen brother movies, <laughs> Miller's Crossing. You know, yeah. all these classics. You know, yeah, the yeah. greatest classics. And then we talked a little while later about, yeah, look, it's a lot like Big Lebowski. And I never, like, I had a mental block. Big Lebowski's the Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> like I completely forgot that. Even yeah. even though while I'm watching Driveway Dolls, I literally said out loud, and another friend of mine did too. This movie reminds me of Big Lebowski. Yeah. How weird. Yeah, I I, I found it funny. I thought it was great. I, I I had a good time. It pushes the limits of what I was comfortable watching with other people. Yeah. In a in a, in a, in a yeah. room, but. Yeah. No, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Pushes the limits. Mm-hmm. You know, his was right there. Yeah. But I one of the things that I love, my favorite. All right, let's get down to. <laughs> I'm just thinking about when the when the guys catch up to him when they finally break into their hotel room, and the girls just don't stop screaming. The whole, they don't move. <laughs> right. <They're> like, ah! <laughs> 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 and the one guy, th- those two cops that were bad guys that were trying to track him down, yeah. they weren't cops. They were bad guys. Those two bad guys were awesome yeah they were so good mm-hmm. and i just one of my favorite scenes one of the that made this movie so good in my opinion just because it let you know that like it was just it was completely unexpected in a movie full of unexpected twists was when they were being interrogated in the basement of the stadium and then the one cop or i don't know why i keep calling them cops i think they were secret service I don't know. They, had, they looked like. Yeah. They, they were dressed in they fancy, were, not fancy. They were dressed in cheap suits. They and, were trying to silence something for a politician. Yeah. They, whatever. The two bad guys. The yeah. one all of a sudden got irritated enough. They got in a little uh, pissing match, and then the one just shot the other one dead. Yeah. And then didn't you didn't see that so coming. He shot the boss. Yeah. So then the boss was like, what the hell? And he shot him. And he goes, shoot the kids. And he's just like, he doesn't have enough bullets. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. The, my big takeaway from this movie, had you ever heard of Margaret, what's her name, Qualam? I think the star is Margaret Qualam. The Indian girl. No, the other one. Oh, yeah. You've heard of her? Yeah, I, she, I, n- I never heard of her. She was in she 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 was in Freaky. She was the okay. main girl in Freaky. Remember yeah. watch that? She's Ant-Man's daughter in the Marvel movies. Oh, yeah. I remember. The, of course I remember all that, yeah. David. I was She's, just wondering if you did. Was she the other girl in Book Smart? No, I don't no, think she was. No. No. But the cop was, right? The cop was. Yeah. Anyway, I want to see more of her movies. Yeah. Like like she like I could have watched her all day long. Yeah. She was so good and and funny. Mm-hmm. Like in a dry way. Tex- yeah, she's really Texas accent, great. like they were yeah. great. All the, I thought all the actors, I thought the, the whole movie, the acting was great, the writing was great. The psychedelics was too much, didn't need to be done. I don't, as you alluded to at the beginning, I don't know what drive away, you know, like where do you come up with that? But whatever, yeah. you know. The 
the dry driveway guy was great too. Yeah. Oh yeah, curly. he was great. Don't call me Curly. Isn't that your name? <laughs> yeah, we're all, that's a little personal. <laughs> and at the end, when when Suki doesn't see him and he's laying there at the bottom of the floor and he goes, "Won't anybody save Curly?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then in typical typical Cone Brothers fashion, Cone Brother fashion. They never, you they never, never they never come back to Curly. Yeah. That's just a character who's hanging loose out there. Yeah. Somebody should make a movie about all the Coen Brothers characters that are hanging out there. <laughs> Maybe they'll hang out together. Yeah, that'd be great. They're all tied up. To tie oh, together. this movie was great. I, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I sent a text to a friend of mine uh, who likes sort of quirkier movies, and I was like, 10 out of 10, you got to come see this movie. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. So tell me about the other movie you saw. So then I have a friend who wanted to see a movie, you know, and I sent him some names and he was like, well, I don't want to see like the same old movie that like we know what's going to happen. Mm. So it ruled out a few, you know. Um, anyway, so we settled on Zone of Interest, which is right. getting all kinds of Oscar buzz. It doesn't star anybody from Hollywood. It's a very, um, feels like an international movie. The whole thing is dubbed. Yeah. Um, and in some ways... It was the best movie I've seen in the last 18 months. Oh, Bing is back. Best movie I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Driveway Dolls, best movie we've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm talking about Zone of Interest. Yeah. And I'm going to, I say this very carefully because I say it might be the best film I've seen in the last 18 months. In no possible way is it my favorite film. Like, not even close. It's the best it's, technical film. Everything about it is yeah. great. The acting, the writing, the directing, the cinematography. It's its hard to watch. You know, it's, uh. it's heavy. And my one complaint about it, which is a clear artistic choice, which just because I don't agree with it doesn't mean that it's wrong. You could make, I, I did make the case to my friend that I watched it with, nothing ever happened. Right. It's almost like a two-hour character study. It's just under two hours. It's almost like a two-hour character study. Uh, it's about a guy who's in charge of Auschwitz and um, designing, and he he oversees the team that designs and builds the gas chambers that kill all these millions of people. And it's about his family and his wife and his little children that he's raising there on the camp, you know, and everything. Um, and what's what's interesting is. Like I said, the movie that nothing really like I kept waiting. I really did not know much about this movie and I kept waiting for something to happen like either for the wife to kill him or him to kill the wife or him to free some some Jewish prisoners, you know. Um nothing ever happened. You know, it was it was kind of yeah. like it was kind of like a really intense character study of the family, you know, cuz in many ways, the wife is as complicit as he is in the war crimes that he's busy committing. Um, but she's benefiting because she's taking fur coats and diamond rings and things that are being collected from, you know, the incoming prisoners. And I, I kept saying to my friend, like, I I know that he's awful and evil and everything, but I've, I kind of almost hate her worse. You know, it's like they're, they're both just dis despicable doesn't even do it justice. Like, huh. like she is every bit more, you almost hate her more than as much or more than the guy who's literally doing the crimes, you know, because she's such an awful person and 
you know, she's so quick to just take the jewels and the fur coats and the perfume and the money and, you know, everything from these poor people. Um, anyway, the one thing that does happen a little bit at the end of the movie, the way the movie ends is fascinating. So they show this guy walking down an empty corridor, an empty stairwell. He's up at uh, an upper floor at a, some big fancy meeting and they show him walking down the steps. And when he gets down the steps, he turns and looks down a hallway and it's just blackness. There's nothing down there. And then the movie cuts to a black screen, which eventually collects enough light to reveal you're inside the gas chamber in modern day. So there's there's tour guides, you know, and they're sweeping, they're cleaning, they're getting ready to open for visiting hours, or you know how there's a museum there yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. like that. And so now it's like clearly, obviously modern day. And it spends like, I don't know, five minutes, four minutes, six minutes, something like that, sort of showing different people in the current day, modern day museum, you know, the piles of shoes that were taken off, you know, the people, uh, the mountains of coats and, you know, all these like horrible artifacts, um, from the Holocaust. And you're like sitting there thinking, what the, what, what are we like? Where did the story go? The story didn't go anywhere. And then it immediately flashes back to him standing in that same corridor. Almost like it's almost like he was pondering how, it was almost like he was pondering his own legacy and then the filmmaker showed us his legacy, you know, mm. which is the death and the evil, you know, and then they showed him sort of gathering his thoughts and then returning to his walk and then it fades to black and the movie's over. So anyway, fascinating movie. It, it leads you to think um, it's disturbing. It's one of the most sort of uh, from a from a filmmaking point of view. So they shot it with... Um, they didn't have cameramen. They had cameras set up on set, and then people just did the stuff on set. I mean, yeah. just, it, which it just looked different. It felt different from any other movie you've seen in a long time. Um, I mean, it's up there with Oppenheimer in terms of, you know, next level filmmaking. But I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really like it. So I'm going to say worst movie ever. Really? Ever made. <laughs> yeah. After all that. After break. all that. <laughs> all right. All right. Now you know who you're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on to listeners' notes, questions, comments, and so forth. Uh, it, look, if you want to be a part of the show, the best way to do that is to email us, podcast at Um Let's start off with soap on a rope. Soap. Soap. Soap on a rope. Soap on a rope. Yep. Not soap on a rope. No. Soap on a rope. Right. All right, she writes in. Because I think you may have had an interaction with her, with someone. No, last last week we talked at the very tail end of the show. Yeah. Hypothetically. You, about yeah. an unnamed family. Right. That where I had seen been in the listener's house. Yeah. And the listener's parents were also in the house. So I found myself in the kitchen. Right. With her parents who are easily a hundred years old. Easily. I mean ancient. Yeah. Right. Not young and spry. Like, not, not like you. Not at all the no. exact same age as me. No, no, right? no. No, they're way older. Because those are old people. <laughs> right, that's what and, I'm saying. And you're just people. I'm just a kid. Yeah. I'm just a kid, right? <laughs> but, but these people who clearly are not the exact same age as me, but much, much older. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> who yeah. I love with all my heart. Mm. Right. But they had never heard. that. Not only had they never heard the show, 
They had never heard of the show. <laughs> Perfect. 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 Well, she comes back and she's like, I heard So, this. So my point is yeah. that she is referencing that she heard me talk about some other unrelated, right. some other, you know, unnamed family. And she's like, look, I think it would be so embarrassing if someone's parents didn't listen to the Penn Cinema podcast. Personally... I listen to the pod set, podcast with my parents every week, <laughs> and then we discuss it for at least an hour as a family. <laughs> see, that's just good parenting right there. Right, yeah. So then she goes on to say, I had a chance to see Drive Away Dolls and thought it was a blast. I've heard some lukewarm reviews, but in my opinion, the two leads are super strong, and I really enjoyed the humor. I think it's really well-paced for having such a short runtime and would definitely recommend it. It's a really fun time in the movies. I, I think <laughs> we should have just read her review. Should have, yeah. We could have saved the mystery gobble minutes, minutes of his life. I like that we added some on, though. Right, right, right. Because, yeah. <laughs> right? you know, he's a stickler like that. Sometimes he says things yeah. that make me want to add minutes to the show yeah. just to irritate him. You know, he, he acts like he doesn't want to listen, <laughs> but he always does. You know, he... <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to share this with you because I shot it down real oh quick. But he he shared with me a prototype of our new T-shirt. Yeah, and he it says Penn Cinema Podcast. Yeah, the show you love to hate. <laughs> and I didn't think that was. Yeah, I appreciate that he took the energy. Yeah, you know he made the effort, and I appreciate that. But it, it's we, not exactly the positive message that we're known for. Yeah, like it could easily be the Penn Cinema Podcast. You're gonna laugh at what? Who knows? <laughs> Could be anything. <laughs> yeah. Right. So anyway, appreciate Soap's um, review, and I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And I think what she underscores, I think we forgot to highlight, which is the two lead women are amazing. amazing. Yeah. They're so good, and you fall immediately in love with both of them. They're very different, divergent characters. I um, have an engagement. Yes. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and then, then oh, she, she's correcting his grammar. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> do I tell you how to talk? <laughs> you just did. Yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> no, that was great. All right. Next up on the listener feedback, we got one from Pop Up Peter. Ready to translate? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> we, we have no idea who this guy is. No, never heard you of know. him. <laughs> Before right. in my life. Right. <laughs> Speaking of old people. <laughs> right. But I could tell from his email he's probably just a kid. No, yeah. The nickname Pop Pop is yeah. probably Because he goes pop pop. Right. It's probably the either that yeah. or it's like ironic. Mm. You know how you have like a really short friend and you call him stretch? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or the big guy's pipsqueak. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. Or the bald guy's curly. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So Pop Pop Peter's probably like fifteen. You know what I mean? And he's probably got a real boyish face. Yeah. You know, he's probably from somewhere like Bar Harbor, Maine, or, you know, cut. Pleasantville, New York. Yeah. Is that a real? Pleasantville, New York? Is, it, is Pleasantville? That doesn't sound real. I feel like that's made up. Yeah. I feel like it's possible that if you told me that. <laughs> You're like the movie Pleasantville? If you told me that your dad was from Pleasantville. Like, if, what, if your dad told you that he was from Pleasantville, and then years later as an adult, you might think, like, wait a minute. Is that well, real? Is that made up? I never heard of it on the yeah. map. Yeah, on the, the map. By the way, do you remember an old movie? Not an old movie, but a movie from a random little movie called Paper Towns? Yes. Wasn't that a great movie? I don't know if I saw it. Oh, it's but it's based movie. on a book, I think. <laughs> Such an ass. No, well, I, I read the book. I, well, it's by a guy who wrote... I think it's by the same guy who wrote... Um, 
the book that I really love that made me cry on an airplane for like three hours. Oppenheimer? No, 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 no. About cancer. Pretty uh, Little Liars? No, his name is Green, Hank Green. Is the author who wrote ah, Paper Towns. Interesting. And he it, it was his movie was about the girl with cancer who fell in love with the boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was like five yards apart or something. The, the name of the movie had something to do with they had to stay a certain distance apart so they yeah. didn't get sick. No, no, that was different. Okay. This one, and he's like a recovering cancer thing. Yeah. And she's dying from cancer, and you think she's going to die, but then at the end, then he's he like, surprised. Dies. Yeah. My cancer's back, and yeah. I'm dead. All right. <laughs> so... Pop up the kid writes in. Yeah. And he says, <laughs> we're going to break this down because there's a lot. As, as kids like to say, there's a lot to unpack. <laughs> Except for the vitriolic attack on Jake G. Now, I looked it up. Vitriolic is one of those pinkies out grown up word. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's some uh, Frodo words. He right probably there. learned it. He had vocab class recently. He probably learned it in Pleasantville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like Salisbury, Connecticut, or Salisbury. you know something like that. Wow, I was eating steak. Uh, Jake G. I'm I'm assuming is Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is Pop Pop the kid has to say he alludes to he's even better in his theater in performances on Broadway, revealing a little um, predisposition to theater. Whoa. Yeah. So so this kid that's writing us. He's obviously a theater kid. Yeah. Now, what I didn't remember, and I'm hoping you can remind me, mm. I, I vaguely remember you, <laughs> you and me, Badmouth and Jake Gyllenhaal, but I forget why. Was it Roadhouse? Oh, that's what it was. Because yeah. he made Roadhouse. He chose the TV budget. Yes, that's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. So I stand by my vitriolic attack, mm. even though he's been on Broadway. Mm. I'm not impressed. I've walked on Broadway. Yeah. You and me both. I mean, come on. You want to impress me? Yeah, yeah take on. the wheel. All right, so uh, Pop Up the Kid goes on to say, very good podcast with interesting and informative discussions about a universe I have very, very little knowledge of. That's the nicest thing anybody <laughs> has ever written in <laughs> about it. That's what we should put on the T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> interesting and informative discussions about a universe you have very little knowledge about. Right. The Marvel Universe. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, the Fast and Furious Universe. Our present universe. So, now I think the next thing is referencing... The Dune universe. Now he's referencing several things that we talked about. Right. Which includes He-Man. Starts with He-Man. Oh, is that Pigface? Yeah. Okay, I didn't get that reference. Because I talked about it at the end, how I was watching right. He-Man. But what did that have to do with Pigface? I mentioned how the characters would come on screen to sell a toy, and they'd be like, I'm Pigface! Oh, right, 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 that. gotcha. Yeah. Then superheroes. Mm -hmm. Superheroines, because of, yeah, of women, because yep. of, and then Desert Sands, Dune, because of Dune, and all, yeah, so everything else. Then he says, but but I still don't get the genre, just not infused with the Marvel with the Marvel etc. Nerd enzyme. I guessed. Send Variety a podcast T-shirt. Perfect. That's a great idea. Because we said we were going to get our our next yeah. our next big yeah. ad. Yeah, the next one we do. Right. It's going to be in variety. <laughs> right, because we take them out all the time, but we often have discussions like, what what should we do this yeah, month? Not yeah. like the normal one that we put out. On right. The, right. The next one's right. variety. Right. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, so thank you to Pop Up the Kid for writing in um, all the way from Pleasantville. 
<laughs> New York. New York. I'm going to look that up, see if that's a real place. All right. So, Penn. David. <laughs> here it's been a week, and I come at you. I walk in the room, and I said, Penn, what, what are you what? even doing with your life? <laughs> What what is this? Right, and I'm like, what are you, my dad? Yeah, the young guy. <laughs> right, <laughs> my dad. <laughs> right. Look how young he is. Imagine how young I am. Amy and I have been watching Oppenheimer. Ooh, what does it sound like? It's been an installment. That's that's how I intended it to sound. We're like. on the installment plan. We are on the installment plan. We did finally finish it, but it's Oppenheimer. We all know, you and I both agreed, Oppenheimer's, I, I think we both said, is either our favorite movie of 2023 or at least number one or two. Like, we both loved it. It was great. And we've both seen it multiple times. Mm-hmm. I watched this, Amy and I watched this movie together. And we had the, you know, we were on the installment plan. Sometimes we fell asleep. Sometimes we had other stuff. You know, it's like, just yeah. like, you know. And every time we started watching again, we had to rewind it. Of course. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have to admit, I have watched this movie a few times and fully grasp what's going on. And yet, when Amy says stuff like, who's that guy? I'm like, shit, man, I don't know. Installment plan directs <laughs> right. you. Right. I, I stand by the installment plan. You, it doesn't. It, I mean, it works because you got to do what you got to do. Right. But at the same time, it doesn't work because who's that well, guy? Oppenheimer's a hard movie to follow in the best scenario mm. because there's a lot of intrigue. It's Christopher Nolan, you know, and and you know, there's he jumps back and forth. And but, but I'm right there just with you. Say who is that guy? My answer is going to be he's the guy that told the other guy. That right. This guy. I don't know what their names are. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. 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 Same. So. Anyway, we've been having fun watching Oppenheimer again. Nice. And then I know we don't normally do this. Mm. Usually we talk about what we're watching, reading, writing, etc. Yeah. Amy and I went out with some friends last night to Proof. Oh. Down there on the first block of Queen Street. Oh. We had dinner at the Himalayan Grill, which nice. of course everybody loves the Himalayan yeah, Grill. Jesus. But Proof, everybody knows about Himalayan Grill, so it's not even worth mentioning because everyone knows it and loves it. But Proof is this new bar in the basement of this building on Queen Street, and it is so cool. It's it's loud, and it's full of young bucks like us, yeah. you know, and so they're all talking. So it's not like a place you want to go with an old friend and catch up and tell stories, but it's a perfect place to, like, get some drinks and appetizers. Or if you are out with a bunch of loud kids, you know, you know and you feel... But, like, everybody in there, like, when, when I say, like, loud kids... Everybody in there was like real cool looking. Real cool. It's, it's a very artsy place. Very yeah. classy, you know, very hip. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's one of the hip artsy places to go. It was very cool. We were, I, I'm embarrassed that I just now went for the first time, but, you know, shout out to them because I hope it turns out that they're cool people because I don't know them, mm. but I'm giving them this great plug anyway because I was so impressed. Well, I want to tell you right around the corner from there on King Street. Yeah. First time on Saturday, I went to Bert and the Elephant. It's a new place. Is that a restaurant? Yeah. It's a Belgium-based. They have a lot of Belgium-like beers and stuff. Yeah. But then they also have Belgium cuisine. And our waiter was Bert himself. Between him and his wife, they served our table. And he was super cool, uh, super fun, joking around. So, What's with the elephant? I didn't get to ask that. Okay. I was with a group of people. And, but but he was. they were really cool, really attentive, and helped us with, like, like – the food was amazing. What kind of food was it? 
Um, I would I would let's say pubish 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 to above pubish good pub food because they had like shrimp croquettes oh, we could have gotten love that those. was so good we got cheese yep. curds I got mm. a smash burger mm. yeah someone had a fish sandwich someone had a chicken sandwich like we, but then the menu also went to like fancy fancy yeah yeah we were uh, we got like the lowest and it was still just like above awesome yeah so definitely recommend so all right me. Myself and Irene, I <laughs> Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, I get that reference. Nice. I get it, Dad. Nice. Uh, you might know that I love the the show Avatar: The Last Airbender, hmm. which is an absolutely amazing animated show. Netflix just released their live action version of of it, and I'm watching it. I'm about three episodes in, and I will say it's fine. It's not great. It's it's entertaining to watch the, the graphics and stuff, the bending, the acting is just kind of whatever. But it it has it doesn't have the same heart mm. or charm, mm-hmm. which I don't know yeah. why, because it's very faithful to its source material, and maybe that's why it's not transitioning because it's too faithful. I don't know. I think in some of it's like, oh, characters in ridiculous period piece costumes doing ridiculous things works when it's animated. But when you put regular people in those super colorful period piece costumes, you're like, this looks kind of off. What, what, what I'm thinking of listening to you talk is a cover band who plays music the exact same way the band played it. Yeah. But somehow isn't as good it's as the not, band. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly because I don't want to say don't watch it if it's the only way you're going to watch it. Right. If you're not going to watch the cartoon and you're right. curious, yeah, watch this. But at the same time, the cartoon is so far superior. Yeah. And then I did. I did. I've been reading. I'm almost done. Volume two, omnibus of Ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> but I, I want to tell you, I went to this thing that was really weird. I went to the library on Saturday morning for the Silent Book Club. You go. It's two hours, and you read whatever you want, and then when it's over, you can either leave, or they you can sit around and, t- and tell other people about the book you were reading. But anyone just reads whatever they want. Yeah, very weird because the whole premise is I was like, well, I could just also read at home. But we're social human beings who appreciate but being who, around other people. Who, yeah, so I didn't I. I don't like. I don't know. Yeah. I will say I'll probably go again because the girl who was leading it was kind of cute. So you know, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I can think of no better reason to go back. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's all the reason I. Need. I like to read. Right. And I subsequently right. am not not a fan of her. So right. you know whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Jackpot. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> all right. Uh, next week we're going to be watching Dune. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! So exciting. Woo! And I, I hope to see all the lucky people who are going to be seeing Dune with us. Yes. That's going to be super awesome. That's a big crowd. We got a big a crowd huge, coming. I'm excited. Huge crowd. Um, I'm pumped. So, Dune 2, it's going to be great. Look, if you want to be a part of the show, mm-hmm. tell us what you thought about Dune. Uh, you know, temper my excitement about it. If you didn't like Dune, whatever, do it by emailing us podcast at pencinema.com. Uh, but if you want to support the show, 
Penn, what is the number one way to do that? Well, you know what you and I are going to be doing to support the show is mm. we're going to be mailing Penn Cinema Podcast t-shirts to Variety. Right. I'm going to mail one to Variety. You're going to mail one to The Hollywood Reporter. Right. And not everybody has Penn Cinema t-shirts. No. So what I think you should do, dear listener, mm. is take whatever t-shirt you want out of your drawer, preferably the oldest, smelliest. And email to Variety. No, no, no. Oh. Mail it. Put it in an envelope with a note that says, listen to the Penn Cinema podcast and just mail that shit to Variety. Yes, yes, yes. yes I yeah. can think of nothing better to do yeah. with your time and your money than to put together a package <laughs> through the mail. Why are of, we getting these t-shirts? Of an old random t-shirt to Variety magazine. I'll post the address on our Penn Cinema Please. podcast Facebook page and uh, do your thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't have a t-shirt. Yeah, just tell a friend how much you're enjoying the show and do write in. If you don't like Dune, don't write in because you're dead to us. Mm. I was the person I was with yesterday was like, I really like the first one, and and LOL, LOL Jamie was with us and just looked at him and goes, "You should probably start running." <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't responded yet. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. Well, once again for the Pennsylvania Podcast, I'm David Bolton. and I'm Ben Ketchum. Take, Take care, care and party, party on. on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.